So today we're going to dig into the number one reason why your spending gets out of control. Why you have that money madness. Why you have anxiety when you open your bank account. Yes, today we're talking about budgeting and building habits that stick. Let's get right into it. Now, before you even start thinking about budgeting, it's best to make a list of your financial goals, but don't just write them down, make them smart. That's S-M-A-R-T. Now, SMART is an acronym that stands for Specific, Measurable, Achievable, Relevant, and Time-Bound Goals. Now, I found that when I make my goals more specific in this way, they're much more attainable, and it kind of helps to lay out the blueprint for exactly where you're going. So for example, if you wanna buy a house next year, right? You gotta think about not only where you wanna buy the house, but of course, when you wanna buy it and how much you wanna put down uh, as a down payment in order for you to be able to buy that house. Now, once you figure out exactly that amount, you have to determine how much you need to save each month in order to meet that down payment goal. Also, you gotta think about what makes it important, right? And this isn't just for housing, this could be for anything, right? So what's the significance that this, you know, this goal has for you? Like if you want to take a family vacation or it could be an anniversary trip or like I said, a house or something like that. Now you just got to do the math and you realize that, you know, maybe the timing does not work out according to your budget. You'll be able to calculate how much, you know, you have to adjust your budget in order for you to meet that goal. So maybe you can't meet the goal in a year. It might be two years or three years, depending on how much you're able to save and how big that goal is. So depending on how big the goal is, you may need to modify your timeline to realistically meet that budget. Now, the smart steps are things that you should do with your goals to make sure that you can think about ways to make them more likely to happen. So for every goal that you have, you need to have a plan. And most importantly, you need to have a budget. Now, you may think that you'll be able to do well without one, but eventually you come back to realize that you actually do need one. But don't worry if that happens you can always come back to this episode because we'll be right here waiting for you so if you never budgeted before or you've given it a shot and you don't know where to start or you believe that your current method of budgeting isn't working for you then this episode should be really helpful to give you a little bit of insight into some of the other methods that are out there today because we're going to dig into why you need a budget as well as five different budgeting methods that you can use starting today now you don't have to use all five you can use one of them, you can use two of them, you can use three of them, you can use all of them. But just make sure you pick the things that work for you. You can use one or you can use a combination. It doesn't really matter as long as it helps you stick on track and stick to your budget. This is gonna involve some trial and error because based on your risk tolerance, based on the type of person you are, based on the methodologies that are out, outlined here, some things may be applicable for you, some things may not. But just remember, it will include some trial and error. But at the end of the day, like I said, pick what works best for you. So what exactly are the five methods to build a budget? Again, these are not the only five ways, but these are what I think are the most popular. If you agree, disagree, feel free to drop a comment. Or if you want to add anything to what we're going to discuss, feel free to drop a comment down below. And again, like I said, you don't have to use all five. You can use any combination of the five. So if you're not sure where to start or if you tried and you aren't sure exactly what's working for you, keep listening because the hope is that you have at least enough information to start to build a budget that actually lasts. But let's not delay any further and we'll get right into it. First budgeting method that we're going to look at is line item budgeting. Line item budgeting is a budgeting method that most people start with. Um, it's basically just listing every expense by category and you can do this in Google Sheets, Microsoft Excel, a notebook, whatever you want. But basically what you're doing is 
you're listing every expense that you have and you're looking at your cash that's coming in and your cash that's going out. So you list your expenses, you list your income. And once you've listed out your expenses, you typically would go through and categorize those expenses over a period of time. Now you can have a set amount of time such as three months, six months, a year. And as the year progresses, you can compare your current expenses to the previous ones to ensure that you're on track. So basically you have your budget with the forecasted amounts that you want to spend. And as you go through the months, you wanna make sure that what you're actually spending lines up to the budget that you set. So for example, let's say you have groceries at, I don't know, let's say $600 a month or $500 a month, right? You wanna make sure that as you go through the months, you don't exceed $500 for that expenses. And then you do that for every single category. And that's it for line item budgeting. Now the next thing we're gonna take a look at is zero-based budgeting. Now what exactly is zero-based budgeting? Now what this basically means is that by the end of the month when everything is done, you should have a big fat zero in your checking account. Now what this means is that you're gonna have zero dollars. Now this doesn't mean that you're gonna be broke, okay? This doesn't mean you're gonna be broke. And shout out to my math majors or those who struggle with math. If you ever got zero in your math course, drop a like down below or drop a comment down below because I'm sure we've all gone zero on something that we had some troubles with in the past. I'm not referring to myself, but you know, you know, y'all know who you are. But anyway, you have a big fat zero in your checking account, which means that you've looked at your finances and you've given every dollar a purpose. And what this means is that every profit or every income that you're making, you're giving it a purpose. It is important because profits without purpose leads to poverty. Again, I'm gonna say it again. Profits without purpose leads to poverty. So you're working hard for your money, and whatever you do, your income is your profit. And when that profit comes into your bank account, you need to give it a purpose. Aimless spending of your money will result in no awareness of your money, which will result in spending more of the things that you shouldn't and less on the things that you should. And a lack of financial responsibility is what leads to financial ruin. So profits without purpose leads to poverty. Now, zero-based budgeting doesn't mean that you don't have any money in the bank, which is a common misconception. It means that you've accounted for every single dollar that you have. So you can have X amount that goes to savings, you can have Y amount that goes to a mortgage, or a Z amount that goes towards bills and things of that nature. So how exactly do we go about doing this? It's pretty similar to line item budgeting, but what you do is first you take note of your income. Now, if you're in a position where your income fluctuates from month to month, you can look back at the previous, you know, three to six months and use the lowest amount as your base. Now, once you've done that, you can deduct your expenses. Now, this can include your monthly bills, like I said before, your rent or your mortgage, groceries. If you have car payments, you put that in there too. Uh, and then, you know, don't forget to include, like I mentioned previously, your annual or your periodical expenses like property taxes or, you know, Thanksgiving spend or Christmas spends or things like that. Now, once you've deducted those expenses from your income, you should arrive at zero. Now, it might take some practice to get there, which is perfectly fine. Uh, if you have any money left over, then that should go towards something like either savings or paying off debt or things like that. And once you've done the math, you should end up with zero. But if you don't, then if you have any extra money, then you can use that to go towards paying down debt or savings or things of that nature as long as you don't blow it away, all right? Don't be surprised if your income and expenses do not immediately balance out. What this means is that you have to do something to either bring 
your income up or you're spending down or you might have to do both at the same time it will take some time for things to fall into place but don't give up if that doesn't happen right away especially if it's your first time trying this usually you might take a few months before you get into a rhythm uh, and you start to get a hang of it so all you gotta do is just stick with it and continue working on it until you have a zero in your bank account uh, with your budget and then you can start to play around with your numbers again like i said Having a zero in your bank account does not mean that you're actually going to spend every single dollar that you have. All it means is that you account for every dollar that you spend, which means that you have money that you've allocated towards savings and you move it in there. You have money that you allocate towards bills and mortgages, you move it in there and things like that. Make sure that every single dollar that you have is accounted for on your budgeting spreadsheet and then you can go from there. Now, the third item that we're going to talk about, our third method here is proportional budgeting. Now, this is when you divide your monthly income into percentage-based categories. So you're going to have three main categories, which is common. Uh, you have one for needs, you have one for wants, and the last is one for savings or investments. So you're gonna have one for needs, you're gonna have another category for wants, and you're gonna have another category for savings or investments. So for example, rent, insurance, utilities, transportation, things like that are your needs. You want are the items that you do for fun or personal enjoyment. Uh, this could be eating out, traveling, shopping, you know, going to the movies, things like that. Um, anything that goes beyond your basic needs and is not necessary for survival. And that your and that your savings includes things like your emergency fund, um, investments, saving for retirement, uh, and things like that. So there are some methods that are popular when it comes to this the most popular is a 50 30 20 method which is used to represent percentages so what this means is that 50 percent of your income will go to needs 30 percent of your income will go to wants and then the last 20 percent will go towards um, your savings goals and things like that or investments now the best thing to do here um, is make sure that you calculate this budget with all numbers or with all methods that we talk about here with an income that you get in your bank account after taxes. You don't wanna do it before taxes because there are deductions that happen before the money gets to your account. So you wanna make sure that you're budgeting with the numbers that you know you're going to get in your account after taxes. And the good thing about this method with the proportional budgeting method 15, 30, 20 is you don't have to spend too much time on a lot of details. So you can make things a little bit simpler with this method. Uh, because it focuses on the overall categories and another good thing about this is that it actually makes you focus specifically on saving which is the most important part so if you have a keen eye on saving or saving is very important to you then you might want to take a look at this method because this helps you place that focus and makes you ensure that 20 percent of your budget or of your income is going to savings rather than just having a random amount that you want to put towards savings this actually gives you a target of 20 percent of your income to go towards savings so the next method that we're going to talk about is pay yourself first now this method is very interesting because it prioritizes paying yourself first which means that before you spend on anything else before you spend on your mortgage before you spend on whatever debt you have you're paying yourself first now what this means is that you're allocating money towards your financial goals before you spend it on anything else so your financial goal could be it could be paying off debt um it could be that it could be travel it could be mortgage what you're doing is you're going to set some money aside to go towards that 
before you account for any of the other expenses that you have in your life. So for example, let's say that you're taking 20% of your money uh, towards your savings. Now, what you will do is that you prioritize that 20% if savings is your priority, and then you can set up uh, an automatic deposit into your savings account for that 20%. Now, what this does is that it makes sure that that 20% saving happens no matter what. So whether you, you know, whether your income goes up or it goes down, it means that that 20% of that income is going right into your savings account. Now, this is a very good method if you want to prioritize your financial goals, but it may not be good if you don't have the financial room to prioritize for something like savings, for example. So if you have some debt, um, it's probably best to focus on paying off that debt first before you can actually ramp up and increase the amount of money that you're actually able to pay yourself first. Now, paying yourself first is very critical. Uh, if you do have debt, um, you can actually pivot and make that the target of paying yourself first, right? So you can allocate a little bit extra towards paying off that debt. Uh, it really depends on what your financial goals are and what you want to prioritize moving forward financially uh, as a goal of your budget. Now, the last method actually has a common name, but I would like to put a modern twist to it. Uh, it's called cash envelopes but I would like to call it account siloing uh, just because I think there's a better and more effective way to do this. It might take a little bit more time to set up, but bear with me while I walk through it. Um, it might actually, you know, be more beneficial in the long run. So the traditional cash envelope strategy is that you have different envelopes for different types of spends and you fill it with cash. And as the month goes by, you would draw cash out of each envelope and you use to pay whatever it was created for. So if you have an envelope for bills, you take money out to pay each bill until the envelope is empty. Now, once the envelope is empty, then you're basically done for the month and you'd have to wait till the following month in order to continue spending towards that particular expense. So the first step is to determine how much money you're going to spend on each item each month and then you can go from there and allocate money towards each category so for example if you're looking at entertainment you might like to go to the movies you might like to go to you know the coffee shop quite a bit uh, so you budget how much money you're going to spend on that put it in an envelope and you will withdraw out of that envelope whenever you need to go to the coffee shop or to the movies but once that envelope is done then you're done with the spending for that month and you have to wait till the next month before you can actually start to go to the movies and the coffee shops again. Now, what's great about this method is that uh, there are studies that have shown that people who use this method tend to spend less. And this budgeting method is actually a much more simple way to not only spend the money that you have, but it actually helps you to keep track of what you actually are spending and make sure that you know what's available to be spent. So it helps you to avoid overspending. However, on the flip side, this budgeting method, especially the cash envelope method, does not really address saving. So while this helps you get organized with the money that you already have, it actually does not prioritize or directly push you towards the role of actually saving towards something that you want to buy in the future. Which is why I prefer using the account silo method because you know that you've actually set up an account just for saving and you have money that's actually going into that account that's going to go towards saving or investing or whatever goal that you have. Now, another downside of the cash envelope method, the traditional method, is that you constantly have to be going to the bank to withdraw cash 
to put in those envelopes. Again, not convenient, especially for me. I like to do things digital. If you don't like to do things digital, then going to the bank to retrieve cash every so often could be a pain. So if you have different accounts and you want to set it up and you want to just transfer money electronically to each account, that could work better for you. So for me personally, in addition to having separate accounts, I also use a combination of the five methods that I've mentioned here. And you could also use a combination of the five methods that I've mentioned to find out what works best for you. The thing about budgeting now is that people tend to think that it has to be this rigid thing which is why a lot of people have a hard time sticking to it. But if you know the overall guidelines, then you can actually try and experiment to find out what works best for you. So for example, you could try line item budgeting with paying yourself first. And if that doesn't work, then maybe you try paying yourself first with the 50, 30, 20 proportional budgeting. And if that doesn't work or if that works, then maybe you add another method with the account silo method to see if that works even more. You just have to experiment and find what works for you and stick with it. So like I said, trial and error, do some experimenting, find out what works for you. And if you are in your budgeting journey right now and you have some tips to share with people that are just getting started that might actually help them be able to stick with it in addition to what's been shared in this video, I would appreciate it if you drop a comment down below just highlighting your experience and any difficulty that you may have encountered on your journey. If you do find some value out of this episode, also drop a like down below, drop a comment. It will be appreciated. And with that said, I will catch you on the next episode. Peace out.